Listen, if you dare, to the Lovecraft Tapes. Welcome to the Lovecraft Tapes. I am Jeremy, your keeper of arcane lore, and we play Call of Cthulhu, a sci-fi horror role-playing game based upon the writings of H.P. Lovecraft. Your investigators of the unknown are Brian as Jack Williams. I hope Deb's diner food doesn't cause outhouse explosions. Gabe as Roy McDonough. They think they can mess with my Celtic season. They got another thing coming. And Matt as Rocky Whiteside. Remember, people, proper hand washing is important. If you don't see bone, you're not scrubbing hard enough. All right, welcome, players. How's everybody uh, doing tonight? Uh, we're all alive and kicking, so virus hasn't got us yet. I planned on saying alive and kicking, so I don't know what to say now. I'm alive and punching but gabe are you spinning to my love not since the incident listeners if you would like to provide feedback or praise or just say hi drop us a letter from beyond on twitter at lovecraft tapes or join our discord server at discord.lovecrafttapes.com on twitter from at stray underscore ce discovered your podcast a couple weeks ago and haven't stopped binging since on case seven tape four now and i still can't tell if detox has a terrible australian accent or a bad new zealand one sounds about right all that matters is that it's bad it's the idea we are only allowed to have terrible accents here on the lovecraft tapes crikey i believe so brace right brace time for a band meeting present present we try our best, obviously, but... Dialect coaches aren't a part of the program until our sixth Patreon goal. We actually produce two podcasts. We For the free podcast, we do the terrible accents. But for the Patreon folks, we do, like, primo. We, we actually hire in, like, professional actors to do, to do our stuff for us. So we're completely dubbed. It's like a bad Italian movie. Or in my case, a really good Italian movie. Lee Van Cleef is the one who plays me in the Patreon ones. Is it bald Lee Van Cleef, though? The best Lee Van Cleef. All right. Well, this show is brought to you in part, as we mentioned, by our generous fans and supporters on Patreon.com slash Lovecraft Tapes. So if you want some additional uh, content and some bonuses and fun stuff, like playing Destiny with me and Brian and Matt, where Matt basically just leads us around <laughs> and kills everything. Not my fault you're slow. Gotta go fast. It's so much fun to play with you guys because we all have different playing styles. I'm always out in front shooting things. Jeremy's somewhere in the middle and Brian is like, look at this rock. Brian, follow the waypoint. What's a waypoint? If I can't see you guys, you don't exist. Well, guys, before we begin, we do need to take a quick commercial break. And now, a word from our sponsor. If your septic system's slow, slobbing stuff's up, and spitting all that nasty stuff back up into your home-sensitive spaces. Well, fear not, mortals. Super Saiyan's septic sludge steamers are here to save your sorry selves from the pits of sludge sliding and slithering their way back up the pipes and into your sultry home. Stop spending so much on other subpar septic companies. Super Saiyan septic sludge steamers will do the work super fast and for a super price. We use patented sludge steaming technology to slam those sludgy blockages and send them spinning back to the slime pits they slaughtered out of. Your sludge and slime will stop dead in their tracks and stop screaming at the speed of sound when they sense how sludge steamers steamrolling their way at super speed through the snarl of sewer pipes sitting under your domicile. A septic steaming staff is full of super spiffy, super smart septic slip saviors and specialists. So stop staring at that sinful septic sludge just sitting there and speed on over to your phone or a spiffy new website to schedule a sludge steaming appointment soon. Superstand septic sludge steamers away! And we're back. Oh, I hope that comes in moist ointment. Mm, I prefer dehydrated versions. We don't have that. We're not an idiot company. So you say that until you, you tried my dehydrated water pills and... Just add water? Yeah, it's dehydrated water. All you have to do is add water. Well, for me, that product and or service makes me smile. In fact, I can't stop smiling even if I wanted to. I can smile for smiles and smiles and smiles and smiles. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. The whom? Now, dear investigators, we continue. Case 10. Praise. Previously on the Lovecraft Tapes. 
The gang hightails its way up north in search of Clyde Bauman's cabin in the woods, where they expect to expunge any evidence that the former informant was working for Delta Green. Jack and Rocky search through an old military footlocker which contains some very interesting and varied items from the dead man's past, along with a strange note, while Roy explores the outbuildings. Jack and Rocky You're both wondering what the heck Clyde Ballman got up to out here in the wilds of Wisconsin. Clearly, judging by the dust and cobwebs, he hasn't been here in at least a couple months. But, at some point, he spent regular time here, probably mulling over his Delta Green days. In fact, the contents of the footlocker pretty much confirm he stashed evidence of his involvement in this out-of-the-way place. You now have to decide if the items bear further inspection, what should be done with them, and whether there might be more evidence in the cabin. The waning sunlight is further dimmed by the surrounding tree line, casting eerie shadows and playing off the dust motes you've stirred up. <coughs> Stop stirring up the dust. <coughs> Can't breathe. Sorry. Can't help but do a little dusting. Why are you dragging your butt on the ground? Worms. Good. At least you've got worms. Let's go fishing. All right. What do you think we should do with all of this stuff? You know what? For once in our lives, I say we just do what the note says. Yeah. We take all the shit, we throw it in the septic tank, we dump in the gasoline, we drop in a grenade, we walk away. A grenade? But he said to pour gasoline in and light the gas. We light the gasoline with the grenade. So I stay with the grenade and you leave with the gas. No, we pour the gasoline into the septic tank and then I throw you in there with the grenade. Okay. And then me and, and then just me walks away. I'll figure something to do with Roy. Okay, so you and I are walking away and the septic tank is going to live in the cabin. Yes. Got it. Yeah, I think we should actually, um, I, I don't know if, you're, if your theory is correct about Delta Green being responsible for all of this, but uh, this might be some ammunition for us if, if we can do a little bit more research, as was my thought. But if you think it's the smart way to go is to just go ahead and get rid of it. There's no harm in, say, using our phones to document what's here. Oh, that might be a good idea. Yeah. I pull out my flip phone. Oh, crap. This is Royce. So maybe we photograph what we have and then we just get rid of it. They'd never need to know that we have any kind of remaining evidence left. As long as we tell them that everything is gone, they'll be happy and they'll leave us alone. And then we'll have a little more time to, to maybe pick at this. Just like a scab. Got it. So why don't we lay everything out and take a picture of all of it? With the footlocker. It's a, it's a good place to start. Why don't you do that? I'm going to go see, and if I can't figure out where Roy bolted to when he walked in here and ran like a mad rabies-infested caveman towards the back of the cabin. All right, so I'm going to just start incrementally setting things out. Three of these grenades, couple of folders. I'm going to head to the back of the cabin towards the Florida room to see if I can't figure out where the hell Roy went. Roy. You're staring down at the padlocked septic tank hatch, wondering if you really heard a woman's voice behind it? Maybe it was some kind of bird calling from the nearby forest. Sure did sound like a person's voice, though. If memory serves, these old tanks are surrounded by solid concrete. The hatch is pretty much the only way in or out. You shudder to think if someone is trapped inside, and if they are, what kind of sick maniac would do that to another human being? This really seems like something that I would have done. Bringing back memories of the college years, huh? Gotta destroy the evidence so they don't steal your idea. I'll call out. Hello? Go ahead and give me a D100, please. 83. Uh, you don't hear anything? Is there like a rock or something that nearby? Sure. I'll pick it up and throw it towards the trees to just see if I can try and scare anything out. Like if I'm, see if there's a bird or something. So you you whip the uh, rock into the trees. Oddly, you do not hear or see any birds fly away, make a sound, nothing. It's quite dead. I'll suck it up and I'll go the route and I'll try and uncrank the hatch. Whoa. So it, it does have a very heavy padlock. Oh, yeah, we established that. It's quite similar to the one that's on the shed, maybe even a bit more heavy-duty. I guess I'll head back towards the house, see if I can find any bolt cutters or something. Oh, wait, 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 I didn't inspect the outhouse first. 
Rocky, you head into the Florida room looking around, uh, don't see Roy any place, and totally didn't notice that he went by you guys because you were so in-depth in the uh, Foot Locker earlier. But uh, you do see him through the screen. Out back, there are two buildings. Uh, one looks like it's a shed, and one looks like an outhouse. And you, you see Roy striding away, maybe like 30 yards away from the house, and he's walking towards the outhouse. Figures that in a time like this, he'd be looking to take a dump. I'm going to turn around and head back into the house. Well, Roy is currently making use of the outdoor facilities, so it might be a while. How was Florida? I mean, it's Florida. You can't expect too much. Bath salt zombies? No, we're saving that for the one shot. (laughs) Elderly people driving into nail salons? Nothing? Dolphins? Hey, it's personal. Jack, you're laying out the uh, items? Yep, so I'm almost done. When Rocky comes in, I have the suit on. I don't know what happened. It's tomato soup. Are you, Michael? You're tearing me apart. So basically, you're displaying things out. Correct. So that you can take a picture of it on the ground. Correct. The suit is very nice quality, and it's been neatly folded, if not pressed with the blood on it it's, it's quite blood stained yes and uh, the next thing would be the reel to reel tapes and uh, as i mentioned previously they are labeled with fbi evidence tags there's like a bunch of them that looks like there's maybe 21 hours worth holy crap so you know like each tape contains let's say seven hours and there's three of them so i'm gonna set those out with the tags the case number tags facing up so we can see when the picture's taken we'll be able to see all the detail you do see the um manuscript that was tied with twine it looks like it was submitted to the university of indiana bloomington in 1985 and and rejected there are three tear gas grenades they are quite old they actually have a manufacturer date of 20 years ago there is the large iron knife with a bunch of symbols on it and now that you've had a little bit more time to take a look at it give me an archaeology roll oh boy with an archaeology of one i should be good you got this dude oh yeah i got it i needed a one and i rolled a two to 22 he rolled the two two times. Uh, you can't really tell what period it is or what, what what was it manufactured. You can't tell if it was it's authentic or real. You can make no sense of the etchings on it. The only thing that you can really make out is that the uh, handle is made of bone. And to the best of your knowledge, it kind of looks like human bone. Oh, jeez. Uh, the next thing is a leather pouch containing some hair, teeth, and feathers. Yes black hair. It actually looks like it's from an animal. It sort of looks like it's maybe belonged to a bear. It's manimal. Not manwich. Why would Jack know that? You worked for a traveling circus. When I was seven years old, I missed the bus to go back to home. I figured I'd just cut, I'd just cut through the woods. It'd be quicker. I'd know my way. I've done it three or four times before. It's not a big deal. Until I came face to face with a black brown bear. And he went, <gasps> and I went, <gasps> and then we sang a song. <laughs> The bare necessities, nothing but the bare necessities. No. And uh, all I could do was run. But what I remember most is the pugnant smell that came off of that, that bear. And I, I have that smell right now that I that it's coming right through this bear hair. This memory comes back to you, and that's how you know that this is black bear hair. Also in this pouch are some teeth. And as you get a closer look at them, you can see that they're very small. They're actually from a human infant. What's this madman doing? Those are worth at least a quarter each under the pillow. The baby comes out with teeth. (laughs) It looks kind of like that first Sonic movie prototype with the teeth. And uh, feathers, which you easily recognize as Blue Jay and Barn Swallow. So that's what's in the pouch. You also had discovered that glass sphere. Go ahead and give me a luck roll. How's that? I needed a 23. I rolled a 98, which is a fumble. You're sort of handling this glass sphere, and you feel like it's moving on its own. And it actually slips out of your fingers, hits the ground, rolls up underneath the couch, onto the other side, underneath the coffee table, and into a knot hole in the floor and drops down. I guess I'll be going underneath to get that later. Well, I will leave a small space on the floor where it belongs. (laughs) I'm going to look over my shoulder and be like, that literally jumped out of my hand. Yeah, sure it did. Can you do me a favor? It did what? Can you 
go outside and see if you see an access to under the house. I'll grab it. I just want to see if we can find a way to get under here. I don't want to miss anything. Uh, yes. Just let me grab something real quick, and I'm going to pull my phone out, and I'm going to snap a couple of up-close pictures of both the knife and the pouch and its contents real quick. And then I'm going to head outside to search, but while I'm looking around, I'm going to fire off an email to an old contact of mine who might be able to help. He still owes me a favor or two. As you're taking a photo, you realize that you don't have any service out here. Fuck. Well, I'll save the photos until after we're out of here, and then when I do have service, I'll send the email. And then uh, why don't you go ahead and give me a spot hidden, please? I needed a 60. I rolled a 59. Jack, you have one more thing that is in the footlocker accordion file it is labeled venta and i'm assuming you don't speak english spanish no habla espanol señor tu habla inglés i just looked at mine and it says that i speak chinese and spanish and german and one percent one percent one percent i speak chinese in german <laughs> good point bright go ahead and give me a roll just d100 and if you roll a one you don't really understand what the label means, but it is an accordion file. It's packed full of things. So you're telling me that drunken weekend he spent in Punta Canta back in college, he didn't learn anything? It uh, does appear to be a FBI investigation into allegations of weapon smuggling in Miami. Okay. And if you wanted to spend a little bit more time looking through it, I can give you more information. Yeah, I would like to. For some reason, I feel drawn to this uh, case that's in in this accordion file. So I'm going to systematically take each group of papers or whatever's in each part of the accordion and set them out, lay them out in the order that they're in the accordion file on the coffee table. So uh, let's move back to Rocky real quick. You notice that there is a crawl space up underneath the house, and you could probably just get through there. There's a little bit of lattice that's sort of covering it, but it's perfunctory at best. So you can get up underneath it. You just have to crawl on your belly. As you're sort of kneeling down, surmising what you might have to do, you look back towards the driveway and something seems to be missing. Did our driver leave us here? Yes, he did. Of course he did. The truck is gone. And we don't have cell service, so we can't call him back. Uh Uh-oh. This is a test, boys. It's not just a clean and burn. This is a test. Any kind of indication of light where that hole in the floor might have been so I can kind of spot like where it is from here? It would be in the middle of that foundation. That's where the living room was located. So it'd be a nice 40, 50 feet. My foot's over the hole right now. You can't see anything. Remove the lattice that's covering it and flip on the flashlight on my phone and not quite go all the way down to my belly, but just kind of point it under there and scan back and forth to get a better look at what's going on under the house. Make sure there isn't anything hiding under there that's going to try and claw my face off. Go ahead and give me a spot hidden. I needed a 60. I rolled a 57. That is also a success. There are quite a lot of spider webs. There's a lot of detritus in the leaves. You do see a glint about where you would expect the glass sphere would be. On the path to that, you do see what appears to be some sort of skeletal animal carcass. Oh, that's lovely. The gleam of white bone. Stand up, and I'm going to take off my suit coat. I'm going to loosen my tie a bit, roll up the sleeves on my dress shirt, and I'm going to lay down and say, well, there's no time like the present, and I'm going to start crawling my way towards that glass sphere. Roy, you uh, walk your way towards the outhouse, and... Explosion! Kablooey! Diarrhea! Kablam! Oh, I remember Kablam. The outhouse has that beautiful uh, crescent moon in the door. And otherwise, it's basic, although it is newer. So it's not like it's been there forever in a day. Why don't you go ahead and give me a spot hidden? I needed a 75. I got a 67. And you can see that there's modern plumbing going to the outhouse. And it's certainly not going in the direction of the septic tank. Is there like a way that I can sort of follow it? Yeah, it basically heads back towards the house where you would expect plumbing to be piped in through. And so it appears to have been hooked up to the plumbing in the house. Hmm, we put in a bidet. Well, let me check inside, see if there's anything I can, like, identify as being off or something. Do you find the Sears catalog? Victoria's Secret. (laughs) Secret is it makes great toilet paper. And inside is a relatively new outhouse. It's been kept up pretty nicely, although obviously no one's been here in quite some time. So there's spider webs and that sort of thing up in the corners. You see a bee's nest. Go ahead and give me a D100, please. I got a 35. Judging from the lack of stains, this was probably last used a couple months ago. 
I've been trained in knowing when bathrooms were last used. Fun fact, Roy's secondary hobby is outhouses. Screen doors, number one. Outhouses, number two. Don't develop my character for me. I'm gonna take a little piece of screen door out of my pocket and shape it to where the crescent is so bugs can't get into the outhouse. And then I'm gonna follow back the uh, pipes. Pipes lead back towards the house, so we have you walking back towards the house. Jack, so you're sitting on the couch laying out the items from the file. This is regarding an FBI investigation into the allegations of weapon smuggling in Miami circa 1965 to 1968. And it regards the Ventaha Corporation. And there is a note that someone wrote in the corner that said Venta equals, with quotes, advantage. That's what Venta means. Ventaha Corporation is an Argentinian import-export firm. The upshot is that the investigation ended without prosecution, but Delta Green surveillance of the company continued. Bauman uncovered financial ties between Ventaha and accounts mentioned on a World War II era financial watch list called the K Group. It would later go on to form a chain known as the K-Mart. And then it would go away and we'd all cry. Well, the K-Group invented K-Cups. There was a raid on a Ventaja warehouse in San Juan, Puerto Rico, which resulted in recovery of something called the Shield Formula. Strategic Homeland. And there is a manila folder with that title in one of the accordion slots. I'd like to look at the Shield Formula. So you pull out the uh, manila folder, and it is empty. (gasps) Why don't you go ahead and give me a spot hidden, please? Don't do it. It's a trap. I needed a 77. I rolled an 86. Rocky, you're going underneath the house on your belly, doing your best military crawl, heading towards the uh, glint that you saw, and you're just coming up on that carcass you discovered it looks like it's a cat good riddance and uh it doesn't stink or anything it's been there quite some time so it's sort of cured its skin is hanging off in leathery strips been mummified yep basically as you get closer you see it's rictus the fangs are in a permanent snarl the flesh of the gums and lips have pulled back and it's just staring at you as you pass it and then you hear to your left a rustle amongst the debris and leaves it sounds like it's about 20 or 30 feet away from you. Going to take a moment to scan again with the flashlight on my phone to see if anything stands out now that I'm a little bit farther under the house. You're not supposed to aim it at your eyes. Why is it so bright in here? Go ahead and give me a spot. I needed a 60. I rolled a 31. That's a success. In the deepening gloom, you can make out just the shadow of another cat. This one quite alive. It's standing stock still underneath the house with you. And as you flash your light at it, it glints off the eyes. And you can see just these pupils that are dark and absorb the light. And for just a split second, it reminds you of what you saw in your coma. Those eyes, thousands of eyes. And you drop your phone and you hear something scamper away. Roy. So you're following the plumbing lines from the outhouse, and they go up underneath the house. I'll start digging. Uh, no, I'll go inside. Roy, Roy, whoa, ho, 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 ho. Hey, is there a bathroom in here? Hold up a second. Be careful where you step. Why? Look what we found. I do a sweeping arm. You think I would have stepped on that stuff? Yes. What kind of moron do 100% you think me 100% yes. Just because of that, now I'm going to try and step on it, and I'll start stepping on the pins. Roy, why don't you give me a spot hidden, please? I need a 75. I got an 83. That's a fail. You see Jack has laid all this stuff out, and the tear gas canisters are quite enticing. I go, take my picture, and I do finger guns aiming at it. Don't forget your duck face. So I'm going to try and, without him noticing, put one of the canisters into my pocket. I'm just staring at him as he lifts it up and puts it in his pocket. (laughs) Gets a a stealth versus a spot hidden, isn't it? Yeah, I needed a 77. I got a 9, which is an extreme success. Jack, you'd notice Roy trying to pocket one of the... Uh, uh, uh. Put it back. We haven't inventoried it yet. Can I just have it? Let me take the picture first. 
Okay. And then I'm going to go see if that bathroom is there that you need. All right. All right. Yeah, you go. You go over there and look. So all my stuff's laid out. It's uh, even all of the file contents of that folder as well. The only thing you're missing, buddy, is the glass sphere. Okay. So I'm going to take a picture now with my phone stand up on top of the couch so I get a full, and I tell Roy to get in there with his finger guns, and uh, I take a picture of all of the whole contents with the footlocker next to it emptied opened and empty. Then I promptly turn my back to everything, and I walk in search of a restroom. And then when he leaves, I'll take one. Alright, so you pocket one of the tear gas canisters? I got it clanking around in my pocket with my ammo and my spork. Roy, there is a bathroom back here. What did you need? You need toilet paper? All the stores are out of toilet paper. (laughs) I'll go run to look at it. It's very modern. It's very, from your estimation, the plumbing that you had been following probably does hook up to this. It all runs into the same county plumbing. It doesn't go to a septic tank. What did you need to know that for, Roy? What's that sound, that clinking sound? Nothing. Because the outhouse out back connects to this bathroom and they're just shooting poop back and forth forever it's like a game of pong but with poop i wonder if they hooked up sewer out to the outhouse first before adding a bathroom in here like a couple years earlier or something instead of tearing it all up they just kept it tied in was there anything in the outhouse of interest well it hasn't been used for a while how did you tell that because i'm a bathroom expert oh yeah that's right can i tell from looking at it when this bathroom was last used you're pretty sure that this is in keeping with your analysis of the house that no one's been to this cabin in a couple months well jack it seems like nobody's been here because you know what you can say about people where there are people there are dumps and there's been no dumps in these bathrooms um i'm gonna go in and try the handle and see if the water's on it is it comes out a little rusty at first but then yeah it's fine flowing nicely can you excuse me you're excused the sound of running water always makes me have to go i pull him in and shut the the door as i sit on the toilet so tell me about your day never break eye contact tell me how you're doing (laughs) wait a minute what if people took their dumps in the forest? Like cavemen. You should go look. I gotta go on an eight-hour expedition. Roy Arroyo is dump patrol. I actually do need to use the bathroom. I, I check first to make sure there's toilet paper. We don't ever use the bathroom on this show. I am. We're like a TV show. There are no bathrooms ever shown and nobody ever uses them. Well, I gotta go first, so I'll piss in the sink. Why am I pissing like I had sex last night? I'll wait in the hall with my ear pressed against the door like always. Rocky. So you pick up your phone. I'm going to very frantically like back and forth and because I heard it scamper and I'm just trying to make sure that it's not like coming at me out of the darkness to give me rabies or anything. It appears to have scattered. It's gone. Here's your rabies. Keep crawling towards that glass orb. And as soon as I pick it up, I'm going to like double time it backwards to kind of get out from underneath the house as fast as I can. So you uh, close the remaining 20 feet to the glass sphere. You find it easily because it is glinting. So you grab it in your hand, turn around with it in your hand and emerge from underneath the house. You have spider webs all in your hair and your eyelashes and you're completely dirty on the front. Your elbows are slightly muddy, but you, you've recovered it. Take a moment and kind of dust myself off as best as I can. Straighten my tie, put my jacket back on, and then I'm going to take a second to examine the glass sphere, you know, look it over, hold it up to the light and see, you know, maybe this is some sort of lens or something and give it a general examination, see if I can't discern what its purpose is in all of this. going to burn some ants and laugh while I'm doing it. Go ahead and give me a luck roll. Oh, I needed a 51 and I rolled an 82. That's a failure. It drops and rolls back under the house. <laughs> exactly where it was last time. <laughs> a cat jumps up and swallows it. No. It appears to be almost like just a perfectly clear, almost like an oversized marble. There's nothing in the middle of it. There's no flecks of metal or anything like that. It's completely clear. It's not cloudy. You can see straight through it. There's a bit of a warp factor going on, obviously. Beyond that, it just seems to be a, a normal glass sphere. Pocket it and head back into the cabin. Roy, your ear is pressed to the bathroom door, and you hear Rocky come in the front door. Oh, boys, I have a status update. You might want to meet me out in the living room. I'm listening. Wait. Hey, achievement. Flush the toilet, wash my hands, sing happy birthday twice, open up the door to find Roy falling in on me. What the f- What are you doing? 
I was discarding. Discarding what? Just guarding. Well, did I hear somebody come in? Is that our driver? I know you can hear me. Get your asses to the living room now. We have problems. My asses? Do you hear someone talking? I'm going to do that awkward step to the left, step to the right to try to get past Roy, and he won't move out of the doorway. <laughs> Look, do you need it next or what? You didn't actually go. Yeah, but I went. I'll go out to see what Rocky's crying about, little baby. What's up, Rocky? Did you find it? Uh, yes, I, I did in fact find... Whatever. Whatever you do, don't tell me you put it in your pocket. I found the instructions. Come here for a moment. I'm going to hold open the front door. Uh, what's missing from this picture? A uh, screen door, obviously. A smart person holding it. You set yourself up. I step out onto the porch. Stairs going down? Where's our ride? That's what I would like to know. But I asked you first. I'll tell you, but I want to know what you think. I know where he is, but I want to know that you know where he is. So you tell me first, and I'll tell you if you're right or not. Gas station? The gas station. What do you think happened? He is clearly not here anymore, and I don't know if you've noticed, but we don't have any cell reception, which means we have no ride out of here. I haven't noticed because I have no successful roles. And I haven't looked because I'm not a slave to technology. He might have a signal with his foot phone. All right, did, so, so did you find the, the artifact? I'm going to pull it out of my pocket. Here's your sphere. Don't drop it this time. If you do, you're going under the cabin for it. So Rocky reaches into his pocket, pulls out the sphere, and the keys are dangling from it. What did you do to my ball? So this is made out of the same stuff that those crystal skulls and that Indiana Jones were made out of? Exactly. Aliens. Aliens. This is alien poop. I can tell when that poop was taken. Quick, Roy. Give it to him. He puts his mouth... Two months ago, and he had corn. Even though no one's been here for three months, this poop was taken yesterday. Rocky, you see what that's doing? Yes, and I don't think I've ever known a glass sphere to be magnetic before. I'm going to reach up and pull on the key ring to see just how hard I have to pull to get it off, what kind of resistance is there. Not very hard. It just seems to be slightly magnetized. And then I'm going to put the key ring back up to it and let go and see if it still hangs. Within an inch, you can feel a little bit of resistance, and then it just goes... Well, that is highly unusual. That is quite bizarre. I think you're overreacting using the word highly, but whatever. All right, so I'm going to put my hand out. I'm going to hand him the sphere. Put the sphere down where it goes. Pull out my phone and take another picture, but not as high up, a little bit more close, so I can frame it in with a couple other items so I know where it's at in the overall picture. Rocky, give me a spot hidden. I needed a 60, I rolled a 9. That is an extreme success. So you didn't notice it before, but just above the fireplace, looks like there's an old reel-to-reel tape player. Well, that's an odd place to store that. And I'm going to gingerly tiptoe around all this stuff, and I'm going to retrieve the reel-to-reel tape player from off the top of the fireplace, and I'm going to go and set it on the kitchen table. Looks like it's in pretty decent shape. It's a little bit older. It looks like it's probably from the 70s, obviously. But uh, it does have an electric plug-in. Hey, Jack, why don't you bring one of those reels over here, whichever one is marked earliest? All right, I'm going to grab the oldest tape. As I'm picking up, walking over, go, did we verify this place has power at all? Well, I'm about to find out, and I'm going to plug the thing in and see if it turns on. You see a spark, (laughs) and yeah, it turns on. And actually, guys, the sun is dipping so low below the tree line that it's becoming very dim in here. Roy, why don't you go find some light switches? And I'll go search for light switches. Yeah, there's one about 10 feet away from you. I don't turn it on. Roll for switch. Uh, Okay, I'm going to roll jump. Try to kick it. I'll turn it on. Several lights come on, uh, one over the kitchen table, chandelier over the living room that has antlers. And All right, Rocky, can you see better? Yes, yes, thank you. Very not much for much. long, and I'll blow up the smoke bomb. It's tear gas, and that would not go well. <laughs> and uh, what, what's odd, Jack, is that when Roy flips the lights on and it becomes much brighter in here, it only serves to make the outside seem a little bit darker. Well, that's not odd. That's just how eyes work. Our, our eyes are adjusting to the brightness of the light. So. It's just slightly disconcerting to lose 10 sanity but rocky you see a power light on it so it looks like it's getting power pretty well and uh, there is rudimentary earbuds but they're 
kind of old school. They wrap around the back of the earlobe. I'm going to take the tape from Jack. I'm going to set it in, wind it around, and get it ready to go. Uh, we'll say Rocky is going to be testing out the, the first reel-to-reel tape. And what are the other guys doing in the meantime? Watching him with excitement to watch his head explode. I'll pull Jack aside. What's up? So now that it's dark, I feel like it's a good time to say this. I think we need to get into that uh, septic tank and the shed. There's a septic tank? Oh, yeah, there's a septic tank. Oh, and a shed? Yeah, we got to get into them both. Why didn't you just go in? Why didn't you just open them up? They had locks, dummy. I haven't looked around. I've only been working with this footlocker, but let's see if we can find any tools that might help us pry it open or knock the locks off. Or a set of keys might work. I'm going to walk up to Rocky and without saying anything, just take the keys out of his pocket. Mm, but reach in slow. Keep it in there. Root around a bit. What else you got in there, Rock? It sounds like a sleight of hand to me. But if I get caught, it doesn't matter. So I'm going to get caught. I needed a 10. I got a 91. So Rocky, you've and it's particularly creepy for you because you're you're starting to hear this what sounds like chanting coming through the headset, and then you feel someone's hand in your front pants pocket. I reach back and just slap it. Nope. I need Bad the point. keys. <laughs> I'm gonna pause the the reel so I don't miss anything. What do you need the keys for? Because there's a shed and it's locked. So I need the keys? Not really. The only thing in there, according to the note that Clyde left us, there's 20 gallons of gasoline. Oh, okay. So I'll just go back to Delta Green and say we didn't check everything, and they'll be like, oh, that's okay. Did you get the keys yet? So how, how about you give me the keys? Fine, but stay away from the septic tank. He specifically says not to look inside of it. Who said that? So I'm going to grab the initial note that he gave us and hand it to Roy for him to read. Oh, the guy who we're trying to erase traces of doesn't want us to go somewhere. Oh, yeah, I'm going to listen to that. Okay, I'll grab Jack and we'll walk towards the shed. Don't manhandle me, masher! So Rocky, uh, the other two investigators depart the cabin. And before I go back to listening, I'm going to check the drawers in the kitchen to see if Clyde left some sort of notepad behind that I can take notes on while I'm listening to these tapes. Yeah, I'd I'd say you could find one pretty easily. You find a number three pencil. We couldn't afford the number twos. And I'm going to give just the first half an hour of the tape a glance just to see if I can't figure out what the heck these things are about. You click the reel-to-reel back on and you're immediately engrossed in what sounds like a live recording of church proceedings. And you hear these people chanting. You can hear like this enigmatic preacher far away from the microphone. It's almost like a covert undercover recording. Someone's sitting in the back pew with a house plant. Can you speak into the leaves, please? As you listen, the cabin fades away. And you can imagine yourself sitting in one of those back pews in some church in maybe like Louisiana. You're like leaning in towards the reel-to-reel. It's almost... Like they're saying something over and over, but they're talking over each other. And it's just sort of blending in more and more. You think they're saying the filler of space. So Roy and Jack, you're walking out the front door and it's really way beyond twilight. It just takes a moment for your eyes to adjust. And the porch light is on. That one switch did also the porch light. You can see just the dim shadow of both the outhouse and the shed. You want to take lead? Show me where this was at, Roy. Yeah, I'll uh, bring him to the shed and use the key to unlock it. So yeah, the uh, key slides in very easily. It's as if the padlock had been well-oiled. Even though no one's been here in quite some time, you kind of expected that maybe it would be a little rusty? I established that the aliens were here yesterday. That's so. true. They were here doing, applying the oil Alien to Alien poop. It's almost as if when you insert the key and start to turn it, the clasp undoes almost by itself. It's just so fluid motion. Just a bare hiss of a click, and that's hanging open. You know why that was so easy, Jack? Why? Because I shot it earlier. Ah, loosened it up. Yeah, I'm the best. There is a bullet hole. Should we leave that bullet behind in case I can get traced somehow? You grab that for me. So I pull out my knife and I carve it out of the wood. It pops out pretty easily. Carvin' Jack Whiteside was here. Here you go, Roy. Memento. It's a Mentos. The Fresh Maker. All right, and I'll put that in my pocket. We'll enter. So you uh, take the padlock off the clasp and the well-oiled hinges of the shed door almost open of their own accord, swinging wide. And inside you can see the very darkened interior of the shed. All right, I pull out my phone with the flashlight, shine it in. And you can see it's a pretty standard shed. It's probably about, let's say, 
30 by 20. Jack, from what you can see, just a quick glance straight back, you can see probably looks like a, a bunch of tools hanging on the back wall. Take a step in and see if I can determine what the tools are, individual tools. I'm going to check the sidings to see if there's anything on like any kind of benches or stuff like that. So Jack, you, you walk in and are sort of concentrating on the back wall and you can see that there there is a nice little tool bench at the very back. There is a makeshift tool rack next to the bench that has a rake, a shovel. So basic stuff. Like someone maybe uh, once upon a time cared about upkeep and yard work. But there is something odd next to the vice that is installed on the side of the workbench. Just something catches your eye there. You might need to get a little closer to that. Yeah, I'm going to head towards the vice. And Roy, you are looking to the right of the interior of the shed. And sure enough, exactly what you think, there is a bench built into the right side. It's very rudimentary, so that it's not for storage or anything. It's really just for sitting things down or setting down if you want to uh, relax after a hard day in the fields. Oh, it's got a live edge. That's nice. But you turn around to check the other side, and you see stacked up. 20 one-gallon cans of gasoline. And you can see that there is like a bit of glistening on the outside of a couple of them. So you can tell that they are probably all full. Jack, so you're approaching the workbench. And at first you think, oh, well, somebody must have been working here because there's a bit of oil on the workbench and there's like no no sawdust or anything like that but as you get closer it's not oil next to that vice it's blood soaked deep into the surface and smeared on the steel jaws of the vice tune in next time as we play another reel of the lovecraft tapes i think the thing in the septic tank is connected to the church and the whatevers that are in the cabin itself whether that's he captured whatever they were trying to summon maybe i think it's karen Barr, and she discovered something that she should not have and she can at will change into a bird a bear or baby teeth something she can she's like a shapeshifter or a a skinwalker or wendigo that's my theory as of right now, that he caught her and she's in there. I'm still working on the serial killer theory. Which could be. Well, the only true way to know if it's Karen is to ask if she wants to see the manager. That's right. Damn it, Karen. Some interesting uh, thoughts there. Where, where'd the driver go? He always leaves, though. He's dead. <laughs> Literally. God he's damn a it, dead Lurch. driver. He's always been dead. He probably, in my opinion, probably went to uh, to get gas up or get food or do something of that nature, and he'll be back in the morning, I would assume. He hearts to fart. Any thoughts about the uh, individual contents of the footlocker? I'm gathering up that that he's these aren't all from one case, that he is kind of just mementos from his work, and this is what he's put together as like his memories. The ball that is magnetic and clear glass, that's very interesting. That and the knife, which I'd like to do some more. The knife and the bag full of teeth and hair. Now it is time for some hashtag recommendos, so please roll D100. Go ahead and start us off, Matthew. In light of what's happening in the world, uh, I got a game that you can totally play called Graveyard Keeper. So in the game Graveyard Keeper, you are put into the role of a man who is in charge of building and managing a medieval graveyard in this, your own little village. And it's up to you to maintain the graveyard, to take care of the bodies and turn what looks like a dead-end job into kind of its own thriving business. And it adds some really neat twists in the fact that there are all sorts of shortcuts you can take to make money, some of which are not totally ethically acceptable. I mean, the town is facing a shortage of meat, and you just happen to have all these resources lying around. So, I mean, what is what is a guy really to do? Along with that, there is a, a running storyline of how you got there and how you can leave to get back. It's just a lot of fun. Very much in the same genre as something like Stardew Valley or Harvest Moon, but with a, a more satirical twist to it, that you're not just, you know, growing plants and meeting people. You're, you know, managing a graveyard. You end up running the local church. 
So you got that going on. You can open up a bar if you want. You can find undead skeleton minions that you can make do your work for you. It's really neat. There's a lot there, and it is, it's just a really good time. I, I really enjoy this game. And if you, like I said, if you're into anything like Stardew Valley or Harvest Moon or Animal Crossing, and you're looking for something a little bit more grown up, then you should definitely give this a try. It's called Graveyard Keeper, and as far as I know, it's on PC, Xbox, and PlayStation, but it is only 20 bucks, so it's a pretty, it's it's a really good price for what it is. Gabe, you're up next. I'm going to recommend a card game. It's called Shagath. It is an offshoot of Geek, but I think it's a lot more fun than Geek just because it's funnier. The goal is that you're just some good-for-nothing loser who just has to work and slack off, and that's really what you are. It's really, it's basically a game about college kids. But in this version, you're goths. You have a slack goal, which means basically you just want to have the most fun you can have while working. What you want to do is you want to, you know, go shopping and watch TV and have nookie as much as you can. All the while, you want to mix it up with being sad because you're a goth. And it's just a lot of fun to balance those out. And then the cards are hilarious. It's a Steve Jackson game, so it's always going to be funny like that. It's a pretty basic game. You Each player, they have their turn. You, oh, I'm going shopping. Oh, I'm going to smoke pot. Oh, that's what my turn is. You're just trying to race each other out to have the most fun in the shortest amount of time. That's Shay Gath. All right, I'm going next, guys. And I'm going to recommend that if you loved Lucio Fulci's classic films, The Beyond, Zombie, City of the Living Dead, House by the Cemetery, Don't Torture a Duckling, or Brian's favorite, The New York Ripper, Lizard and Woman Skin, and many, many other gore fests, then you're going to sort of like Touch of Death from 1988. This is uh, Lucio Fulci's not quite up to, you know, by 88, he's, you know, he's getting a little older. He's had some health problems. Basically, he tells the tale of this sad sack degenerate gambler who goes on a series of hilarious hijinks. His name is Lester, by the way, because he loses one horse race after another. So what are you going to do? You're going to go out and you're going to woo the most disgusting socialite single widowers and women that you can. And you're going to make sweet, sweet love to them all while looking at the camera and making terrible faces because it's, it's gross. And then, of course, you're going to kill them for their money because you need that for the horse races. Why? I mean, it's, it's just capitalism at work in Italy. So th- this is uh, Lucia Fulci doing something that you wouldn't ordinarily expect him to do, and that is black humor. Because Fulci typically doesn't is not a very funny guy. Uh, he's very uh, masochistic and loves his gore and just really likes to put your face in it and rub your nose in it. But this is a little bit of Hitchcock in here, too. So by 88, maybe he's learning a little bit. This might have actually played on Italian TV. But there is rampant nudity. There is eye-popping gore. Like, this would never fly in the States, for sure. There's actually one incredibly fun gag where he thinks he kills this woman, but she springs back to life. So he grabs her by the head, sticks her head in an old-fashioned 1988 microwave, and proceeds to melt her face. But he's holding her, her head, and the door is like one of those little trap door things. And so he's just like turning it up, and her face just melts in excruciating slow motion detail it's hilarious it's it it's all played for laughs there's no realism to it and it's it, you, you're kind of like if you, if you got a, a nice drink just sit back and laugh your ass off it does have a weird like twist supernatural ending that's kind of fun in the final analysis that's never going to be lucio fulci's best work i mean all the previous ones that i mentioned are my personal favorite is house by the cemetery but it does sort of live up to his crazy crazy pcp infused italian gore fest and if you like that sort of thing please give touch of death from 1988 a try i think you'll like it all right brian close us out buddy my recommendo of fans of uh mystery science theater 3000 or riff tracks there is a channel on youtube called gary in motion it's all one word and he goes through he hasn't gone through every one of them yet but he's working his way through all of the mystery science theater 3000 episodes and cinematically remastering them a cut of an old black and white film that's a little grainy. He sharpens it all up. He does a really good job at it, and he includes the full movie, whether it has riffs or not, because... Uh 
on MST3K, they had to cut down some of the films to fit into the hour and a half time slot that they had on Sci-Fi and Comedy Central. He includes the full remastered movie. Some parts don't have riffs, obviously, because they can't. You get to see the full film, which is kind of nice. Some of them make a little bit more sense. But you also get the uh, the nice film in remaster of all of the Mystery Science Theater, and he's got them in a nice playlist, so you could just let it go, and I think he has 69 right now that he's worked on. So check him out. It's Gary in Motion on YouTube. Well, guys, unfortunately, that's going to be it for this episode of the Lovecraft Tapes. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Music, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere you download your regular podcasts. If you like what you hear, please Please, please leave us a review. Meanwhile, you can find us at lovecrafttapes.com with links to all our hashtag recommendos and social media channels, including Reddit, YouTube, and our Discord server, where you can chat with us in real time and set up times to play games with us. You can find me on Twitter at lovecrafttapes. And if anybody wants to donate to my fund to buy reading enhancement tools such as Hooked on Phonics for Roy so he can learn how to read and understand better with reading comprehension, uh, you can send that money to The Real Weird Kid on Twitter. And if anyone wants to find me at Lovecraft Gabe, then you can find me at Lovecraft Gabe. If anybody out there could please, please spare a square, let me know at Brian Podcasts. Until next time, roll for... Gasoline! The Lovecraft Tapes Podcast is copyright 2020. For more information and sponsorship opportunities, please send email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com. Support the Lovecraft Tapes podcast and get access to exclusive hey there, content and rewards at patreon.com slash lovecrafttapes. Well, do you like ice cream? I'm more of a yogurt person. Well, that's okay because if basically frozen yogurt is yogurt and ice cream together. I like it warm. Well, that's okay. We, we also have ice cream soup. Do you like soup? I do like soup. It's good food, isn't it? Good food. We're introducing a brand new batch of ice cream from Herbert West Industries. It is already pre-melted and comes with a straw. It's been sitting out in the sun for three days, so it's nice and warm the way you like it. Do you have clam flavors? Yes, we have clam, oyster, any mollusk that you can think of. I'll just stick to the clams, but I appreciate that variety. Wise choice. Here you go. Here's some delicious clam ice cream soup. Yum. Well, you'll have to suck a little harder on that straw because the clam pieces have a hard time getting up through the tube. This is thick, just like how I want my clam ice cream soup. Yes, we brought to you the traditional grandma style of mucus clam bits. Now, what are these lumps here? Oh, don't worry about those. Those are pieces of stardust that have fallen from the sky, and we've basically tossed them in the freezer and made them hard little rocks. What do they taste like to you? So you know how farts taste? No, I don't. I mean, yes, I do. It tastes like that, but lumpy. Yeah, well, you've discovered our lumpy fart secret. It meshes well with clams, I won't lie. Well, that's also the mesh you're tasting. We have little bits of screen in there. Do you like screen? I love screen. Well, we screen all of our warm ice cream soups with the finest of details and USDA approval. Now, just a quick question. When I get addicted to this and I keep calling your company, are you going to screen my calls? Or are you going to actually answer the door? Well, since you're one of our taste testers, we have a special hotline for all clam lovers. I appreciate that, as it is hard for me to get clams in this political environment. Well, not anymore. Herbert West is well aware that you need your clam intake. Thank you, Mr. West. You've made my life better. And that is warm ice cream soup from Herbert West Industries. Now at your local market, unless they're sold out because of the virus. Okay, now give me my $40. There you go, it's 40 Get lost, kid. I mean, bye, little girl. Thank you, sir. <laughs> You're both wondering what the heck Clyde Ballman got up to out there. <laughs>
Let's try well, now we know. Now, could I spend my luck to get that a success? I have 23 luck. <laughs> I only need to spend yes. 22. <laughs> you could also just push it. Oh, yeah. Nothing's going to happen no. with a knife. <laughs> I have I mean, a one. I'm sure I'll get it on the second roll. <laughs> oh, I've nicked myself. Oh, 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 oh. the hell was that that's terrifying <laughs> that's the cat skeleton <laughs> that's awesome that was perfect timing okay, from, from you can from just leave woods. that in the show from the want. woods you hear a werewolf <laughs> this question because we don't really know anymore i'm ron burgundy 